Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out, and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel. What the hell was that? It's called sending a message. I think it will be received loud and clear. On 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on the coach, Dan Dockett from 107.5, the fan and outkick. Coach, uh, before we move forward, let's look in the rearview mirror a little bit to that game last week. Colts beat a pretty good Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, I I left that game feeling like the Chiefs lost that game more than the Colts won. What's your overall assessment of uh, last Sunday? Thank God for Chris Jones, right? I mean, the mouth of Kansas City. That dude that dude gave the Colts life, and thank God for the Colts took advantage of it. I mean, you think about this, um, special teams play, and there was a time when our good friends uh, at the Star said that the special teams coach was going to be the head coach of the Colts when Chuck Pagano left. And thank God, once again, they were not even close because that special teams operation was complete, utter, horrific. Think about it. Drop a punt, Sky Moore. Then Sky Moore's back there. He lets one go. You down it at the one. Miss an extra point. A fake field goal that had about as much chance as you and you three, or us three, yeah. running 100 in awful. under 12 seconds. It was terrible. Um and, you know, um, sometimes you just – victory favors the team making the fewest mistakes is the smartest thing I ever heard Coach Knight uh, tell me or tell us, and you saw it. It wasn't necessarily the Colts did such great things, although i got to give them great credit, man. That drive at the end of the game was fantastic. Yeah. It was. It was terrific. And good for Matt Ryan and good for the Colts. So why can't the Colts block anybody – Coach, wow. you've got the most, uh, you know, heralded offensive guard apparently that's ever played the game. Uh, you've got a Pro Bowl center, the highest paid offensive line in the league, and it's a big problem right now. It's a massive problem. And you know what? It's kind of a problem all across the league. It's not, you know, yes, it is the Colts, yes, because we're paying attention to it, but I'm watching teams across the league. Look, you could pay a guy whatever to be an offensive guard, and he could be good. You didn't need to pay $20 million. You're not getting a generational guard. You've seen the value of that. Well, The, the thing that when I talk to guys like Rick Venturi or guys that are actually coaching uh, and around the NFL, they say the problem has been thus far communication, which is a shocker because it's not like – uh, at least from a from the standpoint of Nelson and Kelly, they haven't played together. And if you watch where guys are coming unblocked, it's right from between those two guys. And it looks like they're not talking to each other or they can't see what's coming. But that has to be straightened out, and it has to be straightened out quick. I've said on my show, fellas, that I'm not for changing guys. I, I, I always hear from coaches, look, offensive lines need to develop. Okay. If offensive lines need to develop and you're playing a left tackle in his first year, you're playing a right guard in his first year and Danny Pinter, then let's, you know, okay, let's let him develop. But it's not a lifetime agreement. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, guys are going to have to play better or particularly the two guys that I mentioned, or they're going to have to be replaced. And if you don't, quite frankly, Matt Ryan's not going to last the year based on what's happening so far. Uh, one more question about the – 
the game last Sunday, and then we'll look forward to uh, the Titans. But you were uh, you played basketball under Coach Knight. You've been a coach, um, and the 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 guy, the the player that you mentioned at the beginning of this segment for the Kansas City Chiefs that was was you know they threw the flag for abusive language. It kept the Colts' drive alive. Uh, what's as a coach? As other play, I mean, you've been around boneheaded mistakes before. I'm sure that maybe possibly cost games. I'm not saying that you have, but what what does the coach say in the locker room? What's the players feel like? What is he an outcast? Is he a pariah? Is are the coaches laying into him in the in the uh, in the locker room after the game? What do you think? I think the NFL is so different, and I think uh, I I think that when you look at professional sports coaches are so afraid to really get after players Mm -hmm. and my view of it you're going to have a real problem you know ripping him now me personally it would have been insanity Uh, (laughs) i mean i was a psychotic you know well if you want to call me bob knight wannabe i don't care call me whatever you want to call me i don't care but i i would have been absolutely freaking crazy Um, But you don't do that in professional football. You don't do that in college football. And you would think uh, players would be hostile, right? But it's really not the way it works. I I just think it's business as usual. The guy probably feels really bad. If he doesn't, he shouldn't be on a team. He's a good player. But, as you know, you always hear coaches say this, right? I mean, it's one thing to make a physical mistake. It's another thing to make a mental mistake. And that's obviously a mental mistake of epic proportions because the Colts were facing basically a fourth down in a million and the game was going to be over. So um, if I were his teammate, I would balance a line of making sure he understands what a complete idiot he was with making him understand that I'm still his teammate, you know? And right. That balance is oftentimes not the easiest thing because you get you, – here's the deal. As coaches and players, you put so much into one game. Like, I couldn't believe as a head coach how exhausted I was after a game. Like, man. And then you realize, I got to crank this all up, start watching tape on the next one. And players, it's no different. In fact, it's it's more. Um, I, I All I would say is, uh, thank God he did not live in an era – where players really, truly, physically held other guys accountable. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the coach, Dan Dockich, with us. So let's look ahead to Sunday. This is a big one. The Titans come into town. The Colts have not beaten the Titans in Indy since 2018. I think Tennessee's won four of the last five games in Indianapolis. Their offense struggling they're very one-dimensional right now but it's a divisional game coach what are you looking for well it's a huge game uh absolutely monstrous game and and i'll give you a couple reasons why one it's division one it's you know the titans have won the division but i don't know how much you guys have paid attention to this but back in april jimmy ursay started talking about at the owners meeting with mike chapel the importance of beating the titans uh, and he's never done that. What he's normally done is talk, if he's ever talked about another team, is the importance of beating the Patriots. It's 
first time. And then he doubled down on it at training camp around August 17th, August 18th. He doubled down on that, and he talked about how tough the Titans are, how Mike Vrabel's done such a great job, how they've dominated the division. And I don't know, again, Jimmy Ursay has been tweeting out power and toughness and blah, all this stuff. It's great, right? I mean, what the heck? So this is a monstrous game inside that building. What I'm looking for is the continued development of wide receivers. Like, I thought Alec Pierce made a great play going up top, 38 yards. It's the longest pass play the Colts have had. They're two similar teams. Neither team has. The deep threat, A.J. Brown, is gone, thank goodness. Colts don't have a guy like that. T.Y. Hilton is gone, and I know the Titans say thank goodness to that. Both have uh, quarterbacks that are very limited. Both have great running backs. Um, I love the Colts' defense. I liked it in the second half against the Texans. You know, the the Jacksonville game was just ridiculous, and I thought that the, the defense against the Chiefs was as good as I've ever seen against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I thought from the – in fact, I live bet the living hell out of the game because I thought the Colts – oh, boy. I thought the Colts right? had Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I just dropped – I'm doing my show. I got to do it from home here, and I just dropped the Comrex. And, <laughs> well, no. It's like the key it, component it appears, to do <laughs> – It appears to be connected still, so God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gotta tell you, you just, you just heard some real, real, real personal development. Cause I didn't MF anything. Is that thing falling down. Joe Biden's over there falling on his bike, dropping his Comrex unit. Easy there, Biden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Joe Jr. I'm, I'll take, uh, no, I'm, I will refuse to be Joe Jr. I'll, I'll uh, one more thing here oh, before we wow. let you go, coach, we got a, a couple college football games this weekend, Purdue and Minnesota. We don't know what the status of Purdue's quarterback is. The Hoosiers at Nebraska. Any thoughts on these games? I do. Um, Purdue's going to get whomped because Minnesota's pretty good if Aiden O'Connell doesn't play. And I feel bad for the kid. He was set up to have a great year. I've, I've said this on my show, you know, and I said this with you earlier uh, on my show. You've got a chance. When you play in the Big Ten, there are four really historical, iconic programs, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Nebraska. I got to believe this is the best chance to go into Nebraska and get a win that Indiana's ever had or any of those four programs. They're four and a half point underdog. I don't know that I'm betting it because Indiana football has in my lifetime always disappointed. Uh, but I, God, Lee, this, this is one of those games guys that sets you up for a good season. You know, it, it's, it's, there's 50, 50 games. This is a 50, 50 game for Indiana. They literally, if they want to get their program back, they got to go win this game period. So hope they feel that way. Hope they get it done. Purdue. I think Minnesota is pretty good. And without Aiden O'Connell, if he doesn't play, that's a real problem. I got the Huskers to cover coach. I got Nebraska to yeah. cover. I'm laying the four. Uh, I'm not betting against that. Let me give you one possible bet. I will always take Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, and the Kansas City Chiefs when they're getting points. I am taking the one, plus one, Kansas City against Tom Brady uh, and the Tampa Bay Bucks in Tampa on Sunday. Would you like any piece of the other side as our beer bet? No, not Kansas <laughs> oh, City coming off a loss where Patrick Mahomes right. was yelling at Eric Bieniemy on the sideline. I got to right. think you're going to see some offense this week. I'm not taking that one, Coach. All right, beer bet. I'll take the Hoosiers. I'll scoop the four. All right, done. That's it. So let it be written, so let it be done. Four is the line. Coach has IU. I've got the Huskers. Coach, have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You too, my friend. See you guys. Thank you. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.